Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 116 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. I'm your host, Stuart Clark, and I'm once again here with two of our regular contributors. First of all, back home from a recent inspection tour of Canada's East Coast, we have Mr. Jeff Highland. How are you, sir? I am well, and you're absolutely right. It was actually what, what it was was my attempt to escape the horrible weather people in Ontario have had for the last two weeks. Oh, yes. And how was it out there in the East Coast? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a little, you know, crisp because the North Atlantic tends to stay cold, but right. uh, uh, but we were down on the beaches, sunny days. It was beautiful. It was a lot good, of really nice. Good. It's good to see the granddaughters and uh, yes, yes, and rebond, all that good stuff. All right, and then also we have live from his workbench with an incredible <laughs> array of tools and benches and all that right behind you, Weston of Chicago and Mr. Terry Measley. Yes, the mess in the background. Um, That's all right. I'm do doing th- okay. Why do you think I have a fake uh, a fake Zoom background on my side? <laughs> I there is get a the reason. green screen out. Yeah, get the green screen out. <laughs> away you go. You can put whatever you want. So, 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 Jeff, a little bit more about the East Coast. You managed to hit an aviation museum we saw. I did. I did. Well, you know, my wife is long-suffering, and she's very good about it. But every time we go anywhere, um, I tend to look for any kind of military museum or history museum or anything. And we were just driving. She was the one who noticed it. We were just driving from South <laughs> Nova Scotia up towards Wolfville, and she saw this sign that said, uh, Military Museum, Military Aircraft Museum. And then she went, oh! At the green- yeah, and she says, look, there's a... Oh, so we drove past it, and I plugged it into my iPad, looked it up, and found it was got a nice little museum there, and yes. it's right on the military base, uh, the Greenwood um, military base, which was a uh, Commonwealth Air Training Squadron base in the Second yes. World War. Yes, it was. Uh, very much sorts, we have, we have all, a lot of around here. All sorts of goodies in there. Yeah, those, yeah, it was those great. museums are tucked away all over the place. Yeah, you just got to really keep an eye open. But the nicest thing about this, frankly, uh, was we got in there. We were the only people there. Nobody else was there. And I wound up, after going around and looking at the the stuff that was inside, um, I, I, I nestled into the section, which was all the free books, basically. <laughs> had a ton of books. Take whatever you want. Just make a donation, whatever you feel like. And even if it's zero, that's fine. They didn't care. Uh, and I'm going through the books, and the commanding officer comes up. He says, uh, starts the conversation where are you from what you're doing blah 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 and he talks to this other guy who was wandering by and says get the keys take this guy to the uh, to the annex and to the restoration building nice. oh wow show, show, show him everything so we got we got into the locked portions of the building and the heritage officer we were we were there for another two hours he was, awesome he was obviously a podcast listener he obviously yeah. recognized you i don't think that was it but he was fascinating he was um he had a history he was on a na- in the Canadian Navy when the Swiss Air crisis uh, oh, yeah. yep. explosion happened, and he was a young a young rating and had to fish bodies out of the water. Oh, and he was talking about how, yeah. how that impacted on on him. And then he was just recently, uh, recently he was evacuating people from Afghanistan during the crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Wow. He says they were there the last day and they. Folks were firing on the planes and trying to get, not trying to avoid separating families. He said it was just a just a nightmare. But fascinating to talk to people who have actually been through this stuff. You know, we make models of things, but the ones who have actually been through it, my God. Yeah, I know. Yeah. If they're willing to tell their tales, it's always always worth sitting down with them with a cup Absolutely. of coffee or a beer or something and, and, and doing that. Now, now, come on. I'm sure your wife found found a couple of stores she liked. No, well, frankly, there are there are a couple of 
fabulous little wool stores. Yeah. They're not stores. They're farms, wool farms. Yep. They're out in the middle of nowhere. And you, you drive up and there's goats all over the place and, and sheep everywhere. And that'd be my and, wife. She'd be all over it too. Oh yeah. And the, and frankly, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a wool guy, but uh, it's really good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and it's a lot lighter to carry back in the suitcase than a whole bunch of these. I know. Books. I know. Yeah, exactly. But well, that's good. Well, we're glad you're back. Um, back again with, and hopefully you brought some of the nice weather, although looking the last couple of days, I don't think you have, it's been kind of rainy. But. Give it a couple of days. It always takes a few days. All right. All right. We'll go with that then. Okay. So a couple of bits of news, uh, our friends at the modeling news, they went to the big show in Moson, Hungary, um, and they had a great photo essay over a hundred pictures of the big uh, Mosin one. This is this is a very must attend. This is like European national sort of thing, especially for the armor guys. So you get all the Spanish paint makers are there, mostly armor, but a lot of other a lot of other stuff too. And there's just a fabulous photo gallery showing all the uh, all the various things. If you click on any of the pictures, it loads the photo gallery. And then you can scroll it. Um, so, of course, we have that in the show notes. And just, again, absolutely amazing work by the builders over there uh, with the armor. And, you know, just, yeah, I could I, I could hope. Um, a lot of stuff in the figures. Busts are always popular. I want to point out, what did I say? Picture 55, I believe. Something like uh, that. 54. It's down in that range, yeah. Yeah, let me find it here. I got to find it. But just a... Absolutely. Here it is. Number 56, Empire Maximilian. And it shows the emperor on his horse with with a banner. The banner is hand painted. The work on the horse is hand painted. And it's just, yeah, just it's a work of art in itself. You know, mm -hmm. when you realize these are hand painted, just, yeah. Pretty remarkable stuff. Some of the, some of the stuff yep. in this show. Yeah, and we're seeing some of the stuff with like like the lighting effects where they look like, okay, if a purple light is to the left of the figure, so things are cast in a purple shadow, stuff like that. Um, just, you know, again, some amazing work. So definitely worth your time to have a sit and have a look at that. Uh, we also want to point out the annual Shizuka Hobby Show in Japan is the 10th through the 14th. I believe our good friend Julian from On the Bench, he's over in Japan right now, and he's hoping to make a couple of days of that before he leaves. So I'm sure we'll hear we'll hear more from him. I did see a thing where he's at one of the hobby shows in Tokyo with literally a wall of hundreds of different tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's been having fun there. So wanted to point that out. And then some sad news, right, Terry? Yeah, Norris Grazer, who was we, we've had on the show once. Yes. Uh, of Thundercows passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago, April 16th. I didn't know about it until after the, we recorded the the show on the 17th. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he'll be missed. He was he was really a, a world expert on the P47s and um, always a lot of fun at shows. He'll he, he would talk to you all day long. Yeah. Um, so we'll miss having him around. He was a local guy here in the Chicago area. Yeah, truly, tr truly a shame. But again, he certainly has left his mark in the modeling community. Yeah. So, yeah, and we send our condolences to the family from the podcast, of course. Mm -hmm. So, all righty. Uh, as always, uh, latest hobby announcements. So lots of goodies there. Let us start with a lot of armor this week. There's another pat patent kit. Um, our I Love Kit which I believe is the Trumpeter subsidiary. Uh, the M48A5 main battle tank, 135th scale. Yeah. Uh, of course, named after George S. Patton. Uh, so I always like this. I always like this tank. It just looked right. It looks it looks tank-like, exactly. <laughs> Very much so. You know, it, it just looks so balanced. It looks like it's really yep. a good, solid piece of equipment. Yep. Uh, three different markings. They have Aquius, Mr. Hobby, Vallejo, Model Master, to me, and Humbro callouts. So that's kind of nice. You don't see that many of, that often. Basic set of decals, a little bit of photo etch, side mounted hull, molded hold, uh, transparent parts for the view screen. So yeah, this will be a pop. Yeah, breakdown looks, I'm not an armor builder, but breakdown nope. looks pretty good. Yep. Not I like that bad. cast lower hull on there. Yep, that looks nice. So that'll be good. All right. 
Uh, Tamiya. Tamiya's been busy. They got from their Tamiya blog, the international release, they've got two static models, the 135th Panzer 470A, and I've seen that's been making its way to the uh, hobby stores already. And we talked about the Leopard 2 with the Ukraine markings, but they also had something else, tire coating fluid. So this is <laughs> a fluid. Yeah. And it's, again, it's designed to, I think. Wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't tell me. You use it to coat very good very good <laughs> but it's designed for static rc and even mini four by four uh what does it say here it's water-based fluid that spreads well and can be easily wiped off it can be used on tires that have whitened or returned them to a more lustrous state so it's wow. like you know make your it's like your armor all right for model tires so wow yeah. Yeah. wow yep but again hey they obviously, they obviously think think there's a market for it. Okay, well, sure we, we talked about the big Douglas A20 Havoc and Pacific markings. Well, we're starting to see some decals now. Um, Aeroscales has a collection planned for the 132nd Havoc. Uh, one, two, three, four different schemes uh, in the European schemes. Yeah, it's extra decal. Yep. Oh, yeah, sorry, extra. My Sov apologies. Yeah. Yes. Including some Soviet. Yep, and the famous skunk and the famous skunk works, very famous havoc. Uh, so yeah, so nice. that's gonna be nice. Yep, four different skis because the other one, of course, it's the same aircraft in three different, uh, you know, three different points in mm -hmm. time. So it's nice to get some uh, some variation there. So that'll be good for people. And then, oh yes, we were talking about this at our build night last last week. Uh, at our club build night. This is the Mung 148J20. They're starting to work on it. This is the Chinese stealth fighter. It's been out for a couple of years. It's it's the J20. So it's their fifth fifth generation designed to be equal to the F F22. Um so yeah, this is 148th. And I know one of our uh, one of our club members, Johnny, he's from China, and he was saying they switched engines about halfway through development. They realized and this one has the newer engines. Uh, so, but again, nice, nice looking. I almost want mm -hmm. one of these in 70 second scale. So these are just the like CAD the, drawings. I like the canard wings though. Those are kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very nice. Very nice detail on some things. Yeah. It's really, it is really starting to look like Matt Crossy stuff. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? It, it is. It is. It really is. Yeah. Vinyl tires for fueling pro can be post extended includes a pilot ladder, short and medium range missiles, and as I said, the WS-15 engines, the engine nozzle and internal parts, these are the newer engines, according to Johnny. So hmm. it is based on the newer the newer engines, which is good because I have I had no idea they switched engines halfway through. So what <laughs> yeah. do I know? 260 <laughs> parts. It's slated for a May release. So we may see more of this sooner rather than later. So, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely kind of cool. All right. Our good friends at Barracuda Studios, they always have billions of things. In this case, it's wheels and control columns. Uh, wow, with, look at with those. With both 3D printing and traditional casting. 12 new products for all four major scales. So you've got your Spitfire early style control column for your 124 Spitfire. Wow, look at that. In three versions without yep. a gun camera. Yep. And third uh, with aliens. Round housing. So this will work awesome. for the one Spitfire ones and fives. Fitted with machine guns early. As an eight gun AA wing, this is the set for you. Spade grip. Oh, yeah. yeah 124. Nice? Oh, then you have the late style in 124. So that's and, designed for Airfix's new Mark 9. But this is this yeah, 5B 132. through the FR yeah. 40, 47. And then 132nd. Yeah, there you go, Terry. You got, you're going to have to get these to go with the Qatari. Uh, I'll, I'll have to look at what the Qataris look yeah. like. First. Yeah. Yeah. So 32nd, 48th, and again, reasonable, like the 48th, like nine bucks. If you're really opening up your cockpit, you know, why the heck not? These look gorgeous. Yeah. And then for the big Corsair and 48 wow. scale, the F4U Corsair with smooth tread main wheels that wow. were fitted to most of the bird cages, resin cast, 3D printed wheel hub covers. Very nice with the uh, thing in place is a picture there. You've yeah, also got the diamond nice. tread. Yeah, they look attractive, don't they? Boy, these look good. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, post war two for your Korean War once. Stamp tub. How many different tires can you have? Wow. And then of course Boy, the P fifty one. I mean, these planes they they did carry different wheels over time yep. and the different Oh, one for your Arma. Of, yeah. 72nd scale for your Arma kit. P51 main wheels. 10 slot hubs. Almost all variants. And then the block tread, 172nd. Yeah, so that's all from our friends at Barracuda, which, you know, again, it's just amazing how many different things they put out. They have their, their catalog is, is actually a little little bewildering. Insane. So much yeah. stuff. Insane. I don't know where they store it all in their warehouse or whatever. Okay, uh, we briefly, I think we briefly hinted at this. We got some more details about, you know, just, just when you thought uh, this year was the year of the Stug, we also have the Hetzer, the Jagpanzer 38, <laughs> early, mid, and late. From TACOM and 135th, they got full CADS rendering. Uh, so, yeah, if you know your differences, apparently you, you will be a happy person. It's kind of neat to just watch the. I, I don't know if you're, you're noticing this, but the pictures that yep. they show right at the beginning, yeah. they're, they're cycling through early, mid, late, mm-hmm. early, and sort of look to see the changes. It's kind it's of kind of neat. The full interior looks very nice. Some other pictures earlier down. So the early mm-hmm. full, and what you can do. There's even some clear parts, so you can actually display it showing the interior. That's a good idea. I like that idea. So the top part of the uh, of the tank. You can have a clear part instead, just like, you know, what was it? The wing, not Lancaster, the border mm. Lancaster. Mm. Um, so that's, you know what? That's a good idea. I, you know, cause like you always wonder, you have these full interiors, like why? Cause half the time you can't see it unless you physically remove something or explode yeah. the build or whatever. So this is a good idea and it's available in all three of their different modes. I just so, stopped because the ads on the left have a picture of Sharon Stone in yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, un, un, unfortunately, they don't let the ad blockers go through now, and no. a lot of this is out of their control. Yeah, I know it drives me nuts. I know I didn't have Sharon Stone; I had someone else, but similar, similar sort of thing. All right, Fujimi, Fujimi. We don't talk about Fujimi a lot, and I bought, mm. I bought what was it? The Turpits at the Heritage Con. So I thought I'd look on their website, and they have a fair amount of things here. For the next few months uh so i just had a look here we've got we've got may june and july may's at the bottom actually gentlemen so you start at the bottom mm-hmm. they got bugs beetles yeah all these insects yeah I thought you were really bugs. yeah they're in like colors from different anime series it's, yeah kind of weird yeah then you got a full haul the navy battleship mushashi uh 700 scale a honda crz uh, Hero Carrier Full Hall with Photo Etch 700th, the Aviation Battleship Isa, Ease, Ice, 1700th, more bugs, Subaru Imprenza. And if we move up a little bit, again, some more 1700th and a 350. They got a Navy Destroyer Shamizi, special specification. Shimikaze, my apologies. Yep. Special specification at the time of completion with crew and photo etch parts, 1 350th. So that'll be a nice one. And then a couple more battleships and one seven hundredth. Look, more bugs, Terry. Yeah. Mm. How about the Hercules beetle? Look at the well, schnauzer on that guy. None of these are bugs. Okay. Well, they're the beetles. Beetle. The beetle. Look at the schnauzer on that one beetle. And a mantis. Yeah. I'm not actually sure where the mantis sits. I don't know. Suzuki Jimmy. All right. And then further up, we have more, more beetles. More Japanese beetles. heavy cruiser, Maya, and some bikes. All sorts of neat things. Yeah, Fujimi has this huge line of 700 stuff. Oh, they do. Well, again, they were one of the guys that originally started the waterline, right? Mm. Yeah, and then they got their little flyer that shows some of the highlights, including if you download the PDF flyer at the top, it shows a guy who looks like in a bug helmet. Looks like he's an insect riding one of the motorbikes. Yeah, common. I think common rider. Yeah, okay. I'm sure it's from, is it from a series or what? Just what Oh, yeah, I think it's okay. a kid's series. All right. The bug, but, the, the, the the insects look pretty cool, though. Man, yeah. keep an eye open. Yeah. Uh, uh, Terry said bugs. I he did say so. I did say bugs. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Bugs, beetles. My, my, my pedantic. Yeah. It, it, it failed me. That's all yeah. right. We'll forgive you. We'll forgive you. Okay. Pedantic. Next up. I saw this a couple of weeks ago, but I forgot to mention it. So I found the scale mates listing. Uh, 
from Micromere, Ukrainian maritime drone. It's basically a, a, a suicide boat minus the pilot, right? You know, yeah, handy for a drone. It's a on, on the ship, handy for, yeah, yeah, fast attack craft. 135th scale, handy, handy for taking out cruisers, you know. Because uh-huh. this, yeah. this might have been the one, one of the ones that took out the Moscow, actually, because it was hit by drones, if I recall. Or like a mare bike ship. Something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Kind of very, very basic, but there you go. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You see the story You see the story that came out a little while ago, well, last week or two, about um, handmade submarines, uh, drug submarines yep. that were intercepted off the coast of uh, Africa or off the coast of Spain. I think I heard something about that, yeah. Oh my God! There's I a know. there's a BBC uh, a BBC reporter got inside and this thing it, you want to talk about basic? It, it oh yeah, be, mm-hmm. it's a suicide machine. <laughs> well, it was yeah, like it was like those things they used from take up drugs up the west coast, right? It was yeah. like a very low profile cigarette boat that barely was above the waterline and just stuffed to the gills to avoid yeah. the radar. You know, yeah. it's it's funny you mentioned submarine though, because our next it was one, a submarine. Excellent yeah, segue, my friend. Look at the segue you just did there. You didn't know you did that, did you? I didn't know I did that, but I'm taking credit for it. All right. Mike Romero as well. 1863 Confederate David submarine. This was a Confederate state torpedo boat. Well, apart from the Confederate flag and the brass uh, chimney, this very much looks like that drug submarine I saw. Yeah, the there you go. <laughs> Maybe that's where they got the design from. So a be. few more parts in this one, 135th, but yeah, kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That is neat. Yeah, yeah. I like those, the you can steampunk it up. See, I didn't yeah. sci-fi. I didn't say sci-fi. I said steampunk it up. See, there's a difference. All right, res kits. I found this one. I got an email from them today, and of course, as usual, lots of drool. This is right from their site. So there's about seven pages. So we'll just kind of briefly go. It's and they nuts, got yeah. they got fuel tanks for helicopters. A lot of fuel tanks for F-15, Skyhawk, interior 3D decals for the 172nd Airfix and the Fujima. Uh, a lot of Skyhawks, uh, A-7D Corsair exhaust nozzles, arm missiles, ECM pods. And that's just the first page, kids. Oh, yeah. my God. There's so much stuff here. This is crazy. Yeah. In multiple scales, whatever scale you yep. want, looks like. Yep, exhaust. Uh, looks like they got a Boeing KC-135. And an RC-135 and 1-144. to uh, A Renault from Cauldron. Cauldron from Dora Wings. Uh, oh, here we go. Tarwa interior decal for the ICM kit. Some cool-looking bases for concrete bases, including one in Ukrainian colors for your Ghost of Kiev. Uh, oh, so so they must be selling some Dora Wing stuff because they, yeah. the, uh, they got the C- they got the Curtis White 21. There. Yeah, they got mm-hmm. all these Dora Wings things. That's page two. Carrier decks, 3D seats, exhaust novels. A lot of stuff coming out. They've been doing a lot for the F-111s. The late modification. Because, again, you can put a lot of detail in that kit. Uh, so 3D decals for the Kitty Hawk. Oh, yeah, a lot of F-111 stuff. Some F-100 exhausts. For trumpeter, you know, I keep seeing some of these, and it's like I've never built an F one eleven. No, nor have I. I know I got. Well, again, <laughs> I'm back into building some of the jets again, so it's like I still got a lot of seventy second scale jets in the stash. So anyway, check out our good friends at Reskit. There, you, can, you could go down a rabbit hole real quick on this one. Yeah, they do some good stuff again out of okay. out of the Ukraine. You can also get patches supporting the uh, supporting the war. Well, not so, supporting the war, but supporting Ukraine. Supporting Ukraine, supporting the war. Yeah, well, it supports the yeah. army, so helping yeah. them in the war. You're buying bullets, yeah. basically. All righty. Next up, our good friends at Scalemates. Wow. Okay. So under Full Kits, New Tools, the link, MU2. That looks rather uh, big. He looks rather annoyed. Yeah. Giant Gundam. I don't know what he's doing, but he, he looks pissed. Uh, one seven. Yeah, I know, eh? That's, That's big. Huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, depends what it depends is, right? What it is. Yeah. yeah, it could be a guy. It <laughs> yeah. could be a guy in a suit, just pissed. It's a suit. Yeah, it's, it's a suit. Oh, that's. But even so, that's a foot tall. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't small. Okay, then we have the AEC three thousand gallon refueler, three D printed. Looks like a aircraft refueler. 
And then from you, how do you pronounce that, Terry? Yu-Gi-Oh! I know. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, dual yeah. monster summoning god Exodia. Exodia. He, he looks. Exodia. He looks like he looks like he's not supposed to be out on a walk. That's right. From the broken chains. Oh. I'm just saying. I think he's going to be causing mischief. Uh, we talked about the J20. Uh, Gradius Two, Vic Viper, Gradius Two. From, yes. Um, is Gradius Two the name of the series? I assume. Oh, uh, it's a, from a game. Is it a game? Yeah. Oh, okay. Vic Viper. That looks cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. The Grad Gradius is the game, I believe. This is the game. Okay. That's how it works. Is like, that look at it this. Oh, now you've got from Valom. April twenty eighth. Yeah. One one forty fourth scale World War One fire. I mean, well, those are going to be tiny. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're mid-sized nice. fighters. They're still going to be tiny in that scale. You're right. They're going to be they're tiny. And good luck trying to rig them. Oh my god. You know what? You know what? And and Don't. and you know and and you know some some crazy guy's going to do it. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. You see yeah. what these guys do with the one three fiftieth and the one seven hundredth. Uh, April twenty seventh, we have a gas four pickup, a Soviet light tank from Snake Models. Uh, just just to, before we get off these one forty. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, did you guys see, I saw on, on one of the Facebook posts or something, somebody, some manufacturers coming out with a, a paintbrush camera. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I, it looks ungodly. And yeah, and I thought it was an April Fool's joke, but it sounds like it's not. <laughs> it's legit. It's legit. I know. It's, it's a camera you attach to your paintbrush, and it shows, it focuses on what you're painting. So if you're doing like a tiny face, all of a sudden on your monitor, you'll see what you're painting. Yeah, or on like your phone or whatever, little, yeah. Like I have enough trouble painting without having to go well, to third party things. I like one of the comments is is like if you need that to paint, you're not gonna see the face anyway. True. When true. it's done. So, you know. You know what I've got? I got from surplus. It was being tossed. It's like a I I gotta see if it works, but it's like a video microscope, similar thing. It plugs into the back of a monitor. I gotta test that sometime. Because I can see some I you know, if it's got a fair range depth of field, it could be handy, but I have to play with that. All yeah. right. April 26th, a lot of French stuff. Renault and, D2. And a Deep Sea Ripper. Deep Sea yes. Ripper. Yep. Mecca, <laughs> it's, yeah. A shark in an armored suit. A yeah. shark in an armored suit. Honestly. Yeah, we were talking about these at the build night. Yeah. I don't Fords know what then, that's from. You know, a roadless crawler. A lot of French tanks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, looks like some 143rd Tyrol. From the Brazilian Grand Prix, lots of Gundams, underwear, body girl, jelly. By oh, well, there you go. Need we say that. more? Need we yep. say more? Magic Factory, NATO individual weapon sets, A and B. An OSK, an 116th scale, 15 centimeter howitzer. That's still going to be a fair size. It's a smaller howitzer, but that's still going to be a fair size in 116th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the, the V8, uh, the US V8. Steak truck. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That is cool as well. Yeah. What else? How about an Avro 504 and 172nd scale from April 22nd from AZ models? And that's, actually then, a, a, that's actually a, a, a good. Uh, yeah. It comes with floats. Necessary kit. Yeah. And a Potez 25A2 and mm. both 48 and 32nd scale. And the Green Hornet, Black Beauty. Yep. Yep. And it comes with the figures. Yeah, that's that's a new. Uh, yeah, it comes with the figures of resin. Yeah, figures. Kato. Kato. So yeah, all sorts of goody things. Love so it. definitely check it out. Always from our good friends, the Scalemates. Um, yeah, <laughs> need we say more? Crocotep, Guardian of the Tomb. That's that's amazing. That's a nice paint <laughs> job to do. You know what? I yeah. we were my wife's been into these. Um, they're made out of laser cut wood. They're the little diorama rooms. Um, yep. So she, one of the ones she's been waiting for finally came in. So we went down to um, Uber cool, which is a store in London run by a friend of ours. They got all sorts of geeky things. So she got that, but they had some, they had some minis for dungeons and dragons and they had some barbarian lizard men, including one that looks like he's leaping through the air with his great big hammer. So just to mention Conan, but instead just replace Conan with a lizard man. And these look quite good. And, and they were like six bucks. So I had to get them. So they're going to be painted at some point. <laughs> they're kind of cool. I know this is why I don't get a 3D printer. If I got a 3D printer, I'd be doing nothing but printing out minis. And then my yeah. my 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 cue for things to build. All printing, is, no painting. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just like stash collecting, right? You know? Yeah. That would be the problem. It's like, ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, how about that one? Yeah, how about that one? Because Alicia wants a dragon at some point, too. So I'm going to have to get plenty of dragons. I know. I know. But if Reaper makes a bunch. Oh, I know. I know. Anyway, so yeah, we're going to do that. All right. Let's talk about someone else awesome, namely our good friend Steve at Cult TV. Man, let's see what's new and exciting there. Let's talk about what's coming new from our good friends at Cult TV Man and CultTVManShop.com. The latest images, we have the Revenge of the Creature box art from X-Plus. This is the big one-eighth model of the Revenge of the Creature. Uh, Very nice looking box art. It looks like it's going to be a fantastic kit. Uh, A little diorama setting. It looks really, really good if you're into that. Also, some other uh, new images. We did talk about the -the glow-in-the-dark Cyclops and other such assorted things. And did you know it's almost less than a month until Wonderfest, uh, where, of course, Steve and Cult TV Man will be there. And uh, they'll be at Wonderfest. They'll be at the IPMS National Convention as well in San Marcos from August 2 to the 5th. But like I said, they will be at Wonderfest first, June 10th to 11 in Louisville. Make sure, you, make sure you check them out there. Also, some other new and exciting things out. Uh, we have the... Aries replacement cockpit from our good friends at Paragraphics. That's for the big Aries model from 2001. They've got paint masks now from Aztec um, Dummy for the Marauder. Uh, we also have, of course, I think we mentioned this before, the Fly, uh, Shin Ultraman, and the Silver Screen Metropolis Robot. Definitely check those ones out as well. The other thing to look in the hobby store is they have an amazing clearance section. You never know what you're going to find in there. So, for example, they've got a Mandalorian 172nd scale uh, scratch and dent currently on for $55, down for down from 55 they've also got uh the gotcha god phoenix with leds from battle of the planets it's on sale now for 69 and if you're into the snoopy model kits they've got two of the reissues joe cool and the surfboard and snoopy and his race car reissue and those are both of course both from atlantis so definitely uh check check those out along with a lot of other cool things and as always tell them the scale model podcast sent you Okay, and we're back. Um, so we're still going through some of the Heritage, Heritage Con content. So our good friend, Mr. Anthony Goodman, he had a very good conversation with Chris Cyber, who most of you know as Lifram72, who does just amazing work, including a Valkyrie that's just weather that is to, like, die for. Um, he was actually doing a seminar at the show, which was well attended and very popular. And Anthony managed to... Uh, grab him for a little while. I don't think too much force was involved. I don't even think bribery was involved. But anyway, um, he had a nice chat with Chris, and here's the interview now. Dear SMP listeners, it's Anthony. I'm back. I'm half in. Uh, I'm doing a little special bit at HeritageCon 15 for the uh, Model Insider. I think I remember the title of my bit from back then. And I have a, a really special guest with me. I, I had to track him down and grab him and hunt him down. And I'm here with the wonderful Chris Sieber. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great. Did I say your name right? That's, you got it. Nice. He also goes by Luftrom72. That's probably how people better know me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on, almost on... tempted to introduce myself as Luftrom72, also known as Chris Sieber, just because yep. I think that's what people would, would pick up on first. Yeah. So, Chris, you just did a really neat seminar at HeritageCon. We're sitting here live, by the way. Uh, I mean, not live for you, listener, but live for us. Yeah, just watching the people go by and yeah. checking out the models and seeing what they've bought. And, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's some great people watching here today. And there are a ton of people here today. Yeah, a ton of builds, a ton of vendors, a ton of everything. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I don't. I don't think this show can get any bigger in a one-day format. In fact, in fact, I think they kind of hit a capacity limit earlier in the day. So, yes, that's wild. You know, which speaks to the success of the show. Speaks to how much I think people appreciate the show. Yeah. Um, especially this is, I think, the first full year post-COVID that you know last year was yep. kind of a kind of a mix, right? Kind of a mix, and I think it's you know people had a high expectations. I think of last year because we saw south of the border. Yeah, but they're ahead of that curve, right? So yeah. they had big shows while we were still getting some people. I think being cautious. Yeah, I was definitely feeling that a little bit. You know, I can wait or the next one or whatever mm-hmm. too. But yeah, yeah it's nice to feel yeah, back this in one, full this swing. One, this one feels like it's at full gas. Yeah. So tell us about the seminar you did today. So I did a little seminar on on weathering aircraft, and I mean weathering aircraft is a bit specific, but it's the kind of thing that can apply to anything, uh, because my seminar was basically built on 
not anything that's process or technique related, but just as somebody who's been back in the hobby for the last four and a half years, what are the constants that I've discovered about my build process? So not that here's how I do a streak, but here's why I do a streak, right? Here's yeah. why this streak happens here. Here's how this, you know, I talked a lot about layering, how that streak interacts with dust, which turns into a streak of a different shape, and that interacts further with other elements. And and really, I've, I just really wanted to spark thoughts in people's minds. Yeah. As opposed to giving them, here's how you do this. Here's how you think about this. Right. right? It has to make sense when you apply the technique to your model. Like, yeah. Why is it dirty there? Why is the streak there? Right? Exactly. Right. It's all about context. And and then if people, you know, keep it generic. And if people have questions, I love, you know, I'm happy to answer questions yeah. on, on, on Instagram or whatever else. So, but just as long as I can sort of plant some these seeds of thought in there. Yeah. That's really all I wanted out of today. So, yeah, that, that's so it went really well. Excellent. Now, is that your first time doing a bigger? That is, like that, that is my first time presenting in, in several years. It is my first time doing anything hobby related. Awesome. Uh, so there's a lot of, of, I mean, well, I can't say pulling my hair out because I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any, but uh, you know, I, crack, I cracked wise a little bit at the beginning. I said, uh, you know, my first run through was about an hour and 15 minutes and we were only supposed to keep it to 45. So there was some pretty heavy handed editing going on. <laughs> In the last couple of days, and yeah. in the end, I think it felt more worked over than John Chung's uh, space shuttle orbiter. So, <laughs> anybody who's seen that project will know how much how much I yanked out of mine. So, right on. Well, was, congratulations on uh, doing that. I'm sure it went over uh, like gangbusters. Yeah, people seem to enjoy yeah. it. So that's what matters. All right, excellent. So, uh, burning question in my heart is: I want to talk about your Valkyrie build. Cool. Let's so do I, it. I don't know you as a sci-fi guy. You've done some beautiful World War One era planes. Uh, I know you like kind of a, a, a broad range of aviation history. I, I definitely am not a a genre or or specific mark builder. I don't. I mean, I love the Tomcat. I think that's an awesome looking aircraft. Yep. I, I appreciate the design that goes into any number of different aircraft, but like I'm not a this guy or that guy. Yeah. Um, I love a well engineered kit. I love a kit that looks like it's going to be a fun build. Um, you know, so if that's World War One, if it's World War Two, if it's even a little bit of armor here and there, or if it's sci-fi, right? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, and and the Valkyrie was really uh, that actually came through Scale Aviation magazine in Japan. Very cool. And uh, they uh, they had a co- some copies of the pre-production copies of Max Factory's uh, 172nd scale kit, and because they're a real aviation magazine as opposed to science fiction. Uh, they wanted three builders to just do it in a contemporary style, and Very I was cool. fortunate enough to be one of those builders. And so, um, yeah, That's built terrific. it up as a as United States Navy, uh, calling it a near future carrier borne or shipborne uh, fighter aircraft, and and went and went with it. So yeah, and it turned out spectacular. Thank I had you. a look. I, I'm a huge Valkyrie fan. Um, I, I've been building them for a long time, and I'll be building them for yeah. the, <laughs> the well, I, future. I remember having one years ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, early 90s. It's got to be early 90s. Yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, that Probably tracks. Hasegawa would be my guess. But So the Hasas came out around 2000, but it would have been Bondi and earlier, like, Bondi got the molds from right. the 80s original vintage. It would have been, like, MI or Okay, RE. maybe it was. Yeah. I remember it was, it was brown plastic, yeah. and that's... And that's really the only thing that I remember. Yeah. And I remember it did it did partially transform. Yep. And I think it was probably, I feel like it was one forty eight skill. So yeah, the, I think the transformable ones might have been seventy seventy second, but they were quite big. They yeah, were a okay. larger. Okay, they kind of leaned really large because probably to fit all the parts in. But yeah, they were, that was a fun kit, and that was an eighties kit. Um, yeah. Oh, so, I, it, yeah. I remember. I remember it fondly. Yeah. So you know that's awesome. I, I don't remember the details, but I remember it was it was a, it was a fun kit to work on. Yeah, so. you did a bang up job on this uh, Max Factory. So now, in, in your seminar, you're talking about these different applications and the why and the how were sort of combined of how you weather. Can you tell us a little bit about how you applied those techniques when you were doing your Valkyrie build? So in the case of the Valkyrie build, I mean because I'm building near future, uh, and the Valkyrie is actually pretty heavily riffs off the F-14, as everybody yeah. knows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just started digging out F-14 references and, and seeing how it weathered. Uh, so obviously there's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, of, of anti-corrosion spray around different panels and areas. Um, the Max Factory kit is not heavily riveted, so there's a lot of areas where it's, you know, it's just cutting across a panel and 
you kind of have to use your imagination. But mm-hmm. uh, and then beyond that, just you know, a lot of, uh, of, of marks along the spine and whatnot, where where uh, air maintenance crew would be walking on it and walking on it and working on it, and yeah. a lot of speckling and oil spills and just anything to kind of dirty it up and and show some salt corrosion on on areas of it and and distress the paint and all the good stuff. Just you know just. I had a limited amount of time. It's how much? How much can I throw at this before I've got to put it in a box and ship it to Japan? Oh, so that's wild. So how how much time were you given to complete that project? I had, I want to say about two months. Okay, so that can be tight or it, it, generous. It, it was tight. <laughs> it was tight because actually one of the weeks in there was I was actually on vacation out to British Columbia. So I think it I think it showed up. I had it for about a week, and then I had to put it down, headed out west for a week, came back, and then sort of immediately get back into the, the swing of things and, and get cracking on it again. Um, you know, I was definitely pushing the deadline. There's definitely some things that I would have liked to have done. I'm not sure if I will. Maybe I'll just leave it as a milepost build and if, yeah. and pick up another one one day and say, okay, here's how I would take this even further. Um, but, yeah, it was... Uh, it, it was it was it was tight to get done. So excellent. Well, a well well done job. Thank you. And especially uh, anything on short term notice is kind of a you know it's, it's happy we get them done. Anybody <laughs> who follows me knows that I am not a speed builder. So yeah. <laughs> do those get, exist? Getting it done, getting it done was a bit of, was just a win on its own. So yeah, very good. That, that was great. I uh, yeah, I finally had a look at it up close. Spectacular. Uh, I gotta say, once I saw you put the. Uh, the like kind of feet print mm-hmm. markings from the text on the spine. I immediately went and did that on the Valkyrie that nice. I was working on. Nice. I'll, I'll show you that later. That's awesome. Well, it's always it's always nice when when something you do inspires somebody else. Oh, yeah. to, and that's and that's gets back to the seminar I did earlier. Like, I think you know, it, it's neat to be in a position where we can share our work as widely as we do. And mm-hmm. conversely, it's neat when people say, "Hey, I saw your build, and it inspired me to buy this kit to do this kit." and you know, I've been fortunate that I've had a few bills that have done that for people, and, and it, it never loses its luster when you hear yeah, that. Yeah, it's a good feeling, isn't it? That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Can you speak to the uh, the kit itself? How did you find the engineering on that Max Factory kit? It fit really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, 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 has an, it has a neat nostalgic sense in that it, it does feel in areas like it is a kit from the 80s. Really? Um, the way that they've, they've molded things, the way that, you know, sort of panel lines go, whatever, it, it has that, but it you know, in other areas, it feels much more modern. Uh, the one thing I, w- I, I did and I would recommend is the wheels and the sort of exhaust chamber are pretty simplified. Right. So, I mean, I grabbed some wheels from an F-18. I grabbed some exhaust chambers that I had from a MiG-29 build that I that I aborted once uh, once Ukraine was invaded. I wasn't going to finish that build. Yeah. So it donated some parts. Uh, it also donated a bunch of... of aerials and antennas and whatnot and, uh, and different grills to embed into the surface um, but it, it was a really fun build I mean it, nice. it, it presented no problems whatsoever it gives you options to do closed gear bays if that's your thing mm-hmm. yeah I you know if anybody's it's only available in Japan and I think it's a pretty limited run but if you have the opportunity to get one and it fits your fits your your, your genre then I would recommend getting it yeah, that's that's really neat, and I love the uh, I love the the paint scheme that you chose. Thank you. What was the um, re- the sort of reasoning, or how did you come up with that scheme? Sort of a what do you call that? Not that, a chemical. Um, well, it it, it riffs, People people call it the heater Ferris scheme. Okay. Uh, which was a, a camouflage scheme that the United States, I think both aircraft and Navy experimented with, uh, which really sort of uses blocks of color to break up the profile of the aircraft. Ah, okay. And um, so it's actually. It's actually the work. It's Keith Ferris started it, and then uh, I can't remember his first name. But then a second person was involved, and that's where we get the, the Heater Ferris name. Um, but it was more Keith Keith Ferris's work that inspired me, uh, sort of that disruption uh, camouflage. And I was allowed to do whatever I wanted, so I thought, well, why not? You know. Yeah. Uh, so I came up with the scheme. I came up with the second scheme, and I kind of put it on Facebook and said, like. Do people favor something that looks reminiscent of an F-15 Eagle Interceptor with that soft, cloudy kind of camo? Yeah. Or do you favor something that's, you know, even though uh, camouflage is kind of redundant in a beyond visual range environment now, I still thought, you know, what the heck? If, if you're in close quarters and you see this, what can I make this, how can I make this aircraft look like it could be going in any any direction if you only catch it at a glance, right? Mm-hmm. So you've yeah. got... 
you've got triangles, you've got like wedge shapes, and 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 they all sort of break up the outline of the aircraft and also give a sense of movement that maybe counter the direction the actual aircraft is going. That's really neat. Yeah. And uh, and then the decals came from a, a furball arrow sheet. Uh, Very nice. Which are fantastic. Uh, they're cartographed, so of course they are. Uh, but they're for a Tomcat, and it just seemed like a natural fit oh, to. Yeah. Uh, well, and it even has the sword, so I thought, well, that kind of fits with the whole Valkyrie thing. So, yeah. uh, so I used a bunch of those, and uh, and yeah, that, there's the finished result. So yeah, it's, 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 it's so a it, it was neat, it was neat to be able to come up with a scheme that was totally unique to me. Yeah, and uh, and at the same time, managed to put something on my shelf that that fitted a fit a a look that I wanted to have it at some point. So yeah. right on. Have you seen the uh, the, the final published uh, magazine article? Yeah, yet? it came out late last year. Oh, okay, uh, I want to say maybe October, somewhere around October, November. I, I sent it over in September, and I think it was yeah, I think it was maybe November that the magazine came out. That's and it looks, it looks. I mean, it's always great to see your work in print, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it was great to see it next to some uh, some other great builders. Uh, they had three builds. One was all opened up, which just blew my mind to oh, put yeah. in that kind of detail. Yeah. And then the other one was, um, oh, I'm struggling to remember his name right now, but he's a very well-known Chinese builder, and he did it in a sort of a Sukhoi 35 soft, okay. uh, soft uh, I don't know what they call it, that two-tone blue and gray yeah. uh, scheme where it kind of just winds and wraps all over the aircraft. Right. So yeah. it was great to be in that company, too. Yeah, that's fantastic. So what's, uh, what's next for Chris? What do you have uh, coming up? I have you can tease us about. I have a, a special project coming for Tomcat fans. That's a little bit out of my lane. It's, it's moving one scale up. Uh, so there's going to be something coming for that. Sort of third quarter of, of 2023. I'm also working with Rene Joyal at Joycraft to do a book on 172nd scale builds. Oh, cool! So he's contributing three builds. He's actually, I think, just finished his first an OV1 Mohawk. Uh, and I'm going to contribute three builds, which currently sits at an F6C Mustang, a got to try to remember these, a J35 Draken, and if an F15 uh, E Strike Eagle. Oh, awesome! So we're yeah. hoping to get that book. I believe is in the fourth quarter of 2023. Oh, so cool. that's that's kind of where my time's at right now. Yeah, so. no kidding. That's a that's a that's a pretty big grocery list. Of, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's enough. It's enough. Yeah. Uh, and then you know. The day job, the, you know, the almighty day job's been pretty busy too. So it's it's definitely made for full days and long nights. Um, you know, having that much to do has also, I think, sort of dampened my enthusiasm for spending a ton of money here today. I've yeah. bought a few things, but yeah, you know, it's <laughs> tough to buy something when you absolutely know you're not going to be able to do. You can't even pretend that you can open it and start it in the next six yeah. or eight months, right? So yeah. that's right. You know, there's a lot of things that I've given a miss here today that yeah, you know. For the I would best. have otherwise bought. <laughs> yeah, for the best. For I mean, the, best. <laughs> ne- ne- the next thing I should really be buying is another shelf to put this stuff on, right? Because yeah. right now, it, I've got model boxes of models that are acting as structural elements to hold other boxes of oh, models. So, I see. yeah, a little bit of a shop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Overhaul. Well, I was uh, I was saying to to one fellow, I said I should maybe stop buying models here and start bringing models to sell here. So maybe uh, maybe yeah. one year. Yes, the eternal. Modeler's problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in cycling, we have an expression that says N plus one, with N being the number of bikes that you have, and plus one always being that you can use one more. And I believe that applies equally in modeling, right? doesn't matter yeah. how many kits you have. You can always use just that one more. So. Yeah. yeah. It's always very tempting, right? Sort of a box of possibility. Yeah. And I find there's a tipping point when I have too many, and it, it starts, it like kind of freaks me out a little bit. I'll have to take your word for it on that because yeah. I haven't hit that Ooh. point yet. Um, but I, and that, that's part of the peril. I mean, and not being a, a genre or mark builder, like I can walk through a place like this yes. and, and suddenly something just jumps out and goes, hi. And I go, we're going to be friends. And, you know, it, it, it could be, it could be anything, right? Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who builds F-14 Tomcats or you're somebody who builds Sherman's, I mean, there's a natural, generally a natural limitation to what you're going to gravitate to, and it kind of probably keeps you in check a little bit. I don't have that problem. I don't have yeah. that. <laughs> what's yeah. the problem? I don't have that that safeguard. So yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'm a bit of a generalist too. It's interesting to see something and you know appreciate the mechanical design yeah. or, or just whatever the profile of a certain vehicle. And, exactly. And kind of imagine exactly. building it, right? So, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's it, it's a bit of a danger, but it's For fun, sure. right? Awesome. 
Well, okay, where can all your ravenous fans find you on the socials? Uh, so Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all three of them use the same handle, at Luftraum, L-U-F-T-R-A-U-M 72. Perfect. And Wonderful. then I also have a website, uh, which is in dire need of updating, uh, Luftraum, the, uh, Luftraum72.com. Yes, excellent. I've been there many a time to, Thanks for coming. to check out all the different uh, plane builds you have there, and they're all spectacular. Thank they you. Really well, are. I've got to get the Valkyrie up there. It's yeah. It's it's been long waiting for a gallery a gallery shoot since it came back from Japan, and I've just been too busy. I've been doing it one shot at a time and putting them up on on the socials. I need to sit down and actually devote a few hours to just doing them all at once and yeah, and getting that gallery up. But There's so much to do, isn't there? So little time. There's there is. And everybody says, like, well, how can you do video? It's like, because there are not 28 hours in a day. Yeah. There's not two right? Chris's. He's well, exactly. an actual single person. Exactly. Uh, we need cloning. <laughs> we need more hours in the day. An we extra finger on each hand? A two-day work week would be good. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, if it was an extra finger on the, on the hand, and that would be AI art. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Which is, I think, a safeguard built into the machine, just so we can always tell if somebody's actually a real person. How many fingers? Oh, six fingers? No, they're not real. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been a little special presentation of the Model Insider with with Anthony, your your ever faithful host, coming back. And thank you, Chris, for coming on. Thanks very much, Anthony. It was a great pleasure to to meet you finally and to talk to you. That's right. And awesome to do a Valkyrie shootout. Should we go look at Valkyries right now? Let's go look at Valkyries. Awesome. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you. All right. Great interview there. Uh, we're going to have him back at some point, too, for a longer conversation, but it was good that he he took the time. It was a busy day, and he was uh, running around a lot. Okay, what's on the bench? So the I've painted the bowfighter. I, as I think I mentioned before, I had an issue with one of the wings deciding to split after priming, so that had to be refilled and sanded and a little bit of primer and a little bit of uh, AK Sky. I've been very impressed. I did buy the AK Gen 3. It's the first time I've used so much of it on a project. And like anything else, and I think that you've heard me say this before, I'm probably sounding like a broken record. When you try a new paint system, have a paint mule and give it time. Have patience. So I think I've got the correct ratio dialed in now. I'm just playing around a bit with the pressure. The AK stuff, like all their stuff, it's very subtle. You do a lot of light light coats, much, much more, many more light coats than I would do for a Tamiya. Um, but it's kind of good that way, because if you want to make something weathered or show modeling, you can pretty well do that right right there and then. Um, so I was very pleased with how the sky went on. Now, the paints that I have is doesn't have brown, which I need for the bullfighter. So I did go out and I bought the new um, uh, Tamiya makes a new. Uh, Japanese self-defense ground force brown XF 72. And a lot of people have been saying it's a little bit more accurate for the brown for the RAF and the RAAF than the old, um, I think it was XF 54, the dark earth. So I did go out to Brofdale's on the weekend and believe it or not, Jeff, that's all I bought. I just bought paint. I can't believe it. I know neither could Richard, I think. Um, so no, went out there, did that. Um, so I'm, that's been masked now the underside. So I'm going to be painting that this week. I might do that on Wednesday during the build night. And then I'm also been working on this on a MIG 37B. And if you go to my website at blackfire.ca, um, I've got a build review video and that this is a fictional MIG, the ferret that testers made, um, to counter their MIG or their, um, F-19, the what ifs. Um, so they imagined what it'd be like. So it's it's a what if. It's rather cool looking, very sci-fi. So I've just started assembly of that. It's very crude. I'm gonna not bother with the cockpit, just paint over the canopy. Um, but so far, it's you know, for a kit of that air, it's gone together reasonably well. Um, and I'm just trying to decide am I gonna do a am I gonna do any work in terms of uh am I gonna make it a what if? either an RCAF or am I going to put mat, m- m- Macross markings on it? Again, just to annoy the purists, you know, but that's what I do, right? I annoy the purists. So, and then I also did a clean and reorg of my workbench because I've been wanting to do that for a while. So I call it version 1.5. There's still a few more things I want to get. I want to get a, another set of those Alex uh, cabinets, drawers from Ikea. So I keep checking the used uh, to put some stuff in there, but yeah, it's given me a lot more room and I'm, I'm really, really pleased. So that's from me. Jeff, how about you, sir? Well, as we started talking a bit about it at the beginning, I really haven't had much time because I've been um, down on the East Coast for the 
10 last 10 days uh, and and um, and I did visit the uh, military aircraft museum in Greenwood Nova Scotia and I bought a few books there but I, I wanted to mention one of them that I picked up it's called Shattered Sword the untold story of the Battle of Midway by Jonathan Parshall and Anthony Tully and it is a big book and, but it is really well written extraordinarily well researched and it's very very uh it's a, it's a, it's a perspective. It's from the perspective of the Japanese, and it's trying to better sort of correct the historical record, which was twisted a little bit shortly after the war, from the Japanese point of view, mm-hmm. uh, by um, uh, at least one in particular, one book in particular from one of the one of the few survivors of the Japanese uh, senior leadership team on board uh, the ships, uh, who was essentially doing his best to try to make it look like they didn't do as bad as they did. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, it's a fascinating, uh, fascinating read. Uh, very detailed. So if you really don't like detail, you might have trouble with it, but it's so well-written and it's so much, so fun. I mean, he's, it's, it's written kind of in a, almost in a journalistic way. So, you know what I mean? They're using mm-hmm. idioms and phrases that are, you know, basically conversational and, and good maps. But I, but I, what I will say is, it kind of reinvigorated my interest in the the Pacific War. I really, and I'm really kind of particularly Japanese carriers. They're they're so they're so different and had so many weaknesses. Uh, yeah, really interesting, really interesting stuff. So we're looking at those Fujimi uh, Fujimi kits uh, earlier in the show. Um, yeah, there's a couple there that have my interest. <laughs> And you can get full-on photo etch sets. Just ask Ian. Ian's built a couple of those big 350th scale. You spend three yeah. times as much on the photo etch than you do on the kit. I know, I know. I just, no, but it, it, yeah. But the engineering and it, it's just pretty. Yeah. It's quite interesting. So I, 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 I don't know if I'll ever get to it, but that sort of has my interest. It's it's quite fascinating um, with the design philosophies if you look at the british the u.s the americans and the japanese on how they approached it their carriers in three yeah. different the designs very unique ways yeah it it's is very, this book goes into a lot of detail on the differences between those three carrier philosophies right. and the strengths and weaknesses of each of them mm-hmm. um, and how they how those strengths and weaknesses had a role to play in the in the way the battle turned out yeah definitely uh, right. I'll, I'll lend you that book Stuart. It's, yeah it's, please yeah, I remember when it. I remember some chatter when it first came out, and I just never got around to reading it. Um, I believe a guy in our group, Larry Watson, I think he read it. I remember him talking about years ago. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so we'll get that from you at the next meeting. Okay, yep. Mr. Measley. I've been able to get a little work done on the Mitsubishi Babs. I had to do some fixing on it. Um, but now it's got some gloss coats, so I should be able to finish up the panel lining and do some, some moderate weathering on it and uh, call it done after I do a little bit of rigging on it. Um, mm-hmm. That's good. I'm also cleaning up because I keep starting new projects, right? We um, Friend Will Barton printed me off a uh, sort of a variation on the Shenzhou from Discovery. Interesting. That would yeah, be interesting so it, to see. It builds up. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah. So oh, it's very got cool. a different. Yeah. It, it, it's just kind of TOS yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Especially like the nacelles are, yeah. are a lot more of a. All right, that's a photo. Style. That's a photo. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I like that. An idea. Yeah, very cool. Yep. That very flat, kind of layout of the shenzu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been, you know, these this, these bits have been primed up after some. Mm-hmm. After some sanding work, uh, the print is very good. You did a nice job with it, um, but of course, there's all the molded on or cast on or printed on de- uh, detailing because yeah. you have to sand around yeah which is always the drawback of a, a 3d printed mm-hmm. uh, subject like this and especially with the, the nice curves and everything yeah but you know that's the you know we're modelers right we should be able to do these things that's right oh, yeah yeah that's gonna be neat what are you using for what do you use when you prime those those 3D uh, this clips? is just 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 to me a primer just to me a primer just curious yeah very cool yeah get to the point where it looks good and you can never quite tell yeah until you get some primer on it exactly very neat very neat yeah all right let's talk a little bit about someone else who's neat and 3d printing is sean's custom model tools here we go 
Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is uh, purposely designed for the Microscale Set and Sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keeps them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, just an amazing set. Uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a, a sanding, super sanding block stand for it, which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier. Helps helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes it's basically a 3d printed thing you put spools of your tapes it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it and it's a really really good design uh, so yeah works out really well and yours for 1995 so check out these and other amazing deals at seanscustommodeltools.com and uh, also on facebook and tell them that the scale model podcast sent you all right. I don't know if anyone else has seen anything. Anything else interesting across people's paths? I didn't have anything to share. No, that's okay. No, there been a lot of Go ahead. I've been too busy watching the tides. I know. That's all right. You're allowed. You're allowed. We we <laughs> we expect more next time, though. Oh yes, of course. But no, no, that's fine. Um, no, other than that, the show season is well on its way. Uh, IPMS Victoria or Vancouver had their show. Seattle had theirs. Um, few shows down in the States, et cetera. So, yep, uh, tour cans less than a month away. I am hoping to make it there myself. Um, so, yep, I'll be there. Uh, I think they're going to have a table for me. Because um, I know if I do go, I have to take up a meteor kit. Someone says if I'm there, they're going to buy my Tamiya 148th meteor, Gloucester meteor kit. Oh. Um, so what else? Did we have... We had the swap meet. We we yeah, we had our swap sale at the uh, club IPMS <laughs> London, as we call it, yeah. round round the tables. And uh everyone I think everyone was bad this year. I think we all came home more with more stuff than we actually sold off. I don't know about you. I Jeff. did not. I no. did not. I, you were good? I sold off quite a few. Okay. The difference is, like I what, what I don't know if I imagine everybody's had this experience. I sold off a lot of one seventy second and brought home a bunch of 148 and 132nd. So, well, volumetrically, I actually ended up with more. Yeah, you also got a very <laughs> nice, very nice space station, too, if I recall. I did. Thank the you. The one very I much. stole from under your hat at Heritage Con, and I realized I wasn't. So, I, you as the gentleman I am, I say you get first refusal. You are forgiven. You are That's forgiven. Good. I, that, I, I expected built. Lack of judgment. I, I expected built within a year, though. Oh, yeah. Well, hmm. I'm trying you to know. figure out what to do with it. Has it's I like our. Nice? It's like our club president, right? I sell him stuff, and he builds it. Well, mm, there you go. Well, I know, but Frank builds Frank builds contest quality within like two days. I know. I don't get mm. that. I know our our honorable on honorable as he likes to be called Papa Doc, our president. Yeah. So, but there you go. The uh, our, yeah, yeah, the ISS ahead, is a tough one to display. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, this wasn't the ISS. This is the Pilgrim Observers. Oh, basically. the Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I had that sitting there, and I thought, no, I'm not going to do anything with it. I'll, I'll, I'll sell it to Jeff. I sold it to what I paid for it. So there we go. See, also an on, also an honorable thing. So yeah, and I wound up, I wound up giving away a couple to. We have a. We, we were really fortunate because we had um, a lady got, join us. Yeah, and a couple of young kids. And, yeah, that and, was good. And so I gave them to the to the younger kids. Good for so, you. I know it was good. No, it was. And again, the one young lad who's been coming a couple of months now, he's continuing to build some great things and he had fun at the show and you know, all that. Yeah. So no, no, it's, it's, it's good to see. Absolutely good to see. All right. So uh, also check out return to kit form, return the number two kitform.com. 
uh, for all your masking goodness for your Macross stuff, Valkyries and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what else I bought. Peter Fay. He, he let me just state it here. He is he is evil. He brought another Macross kit fighter for Valkyrie. So of course I had to buy that. Um, I you know what? That's one another one of those ones that you you saw before I did. Damn it! But good for you. Well, that's because yeah, Peter. Sure that's because Peter came to me. Peter came to me. Evil, evil man evil man so well i got two on order from the store too right so yeah so like i said i did that and what else did i oh yeah nice e2 a nice e2 hawkeye from hasagawa because all i had was an old tester one in 70 second scale oh you can see what's behind the curtain now look at that way isn't that wild when you do that i know oh and i got from mobius two of the viper mark eights or whatever the Mark Seven, yeah. they're tiny. I got that. I got yeah, those, those from, seventy seconds are just yeah. I got them from Blappy. So again, they'll probably be a what if. And again, maybe I could do one of those in Macross schemes, Terry. Imagine what there that would go. do to the rivet counters, blood pressures. <laughs> that could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot. Uh, anyway. I yeah. know what I want to do with one of the Mark Twos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna share. Oh, I'm not saying I'm secret. not sharing that. Okay, that's fine. One person. All right, that's fine. <laughs> You just you just make once sure you have photos. Once you share, you're committed. You know. That's I need I know. to get I need to get a 48 scale Mark II. Yeah, that would help. I'm just saying. Maybe there'll be one at Wonderfest. Yeah, I should be able know. to find something. You should be able to find something down there now. And Wonderfest is coming quick too. It so, is a lot of good responses with our uh, with our interview last week with Rick. So a lot of good Excellent. responses there. So yep, that and- was good. Our uh, our vehicles demo section. I was asked to help do a little recruiting there, so Good that stuff. is full. I think it's the full, first time really? in a long time awesome. all the slots are full. You were just see, you were just an amazing re- re- recruiter. Either that, or yep. you threaten people or bribe uh, people. One of the uh, two. Rick is doing one, so that yeah. that should be that should be uh, published here before too long. Yeah, we're gonna hear hear about that. So we're recording this on Monday, the first of May, if you can believe it. And that means Wonderfest. I'm just looking how six many six weeks out. Six weeks out. Uh, I'm just waiting for the 38 days. 38 days. It's the Not sci-fi hobby weeks. of the year, June 10th and 11th at Louisville, at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Come and meet all these fabulous guests. Terry's going to be there. So you know what more do you need? You know yeah. exactly. And the Canadian and contingent Rick. with the Canadian Embassy, where Terry's. Uh, Terry's an honorary Canadian actually for that. So, you know, they have a good time there. So yeah, always a good time. All right. Well, I think that's it. Unless anyone else has anything else to add. Anyone? Anyone? Silence. Cricket. Silence. Cricket. Bueller. Bueller. Silence. Okay. So for episode 116 of the scale model podcast, my name is Stuart Clark. My name is Jeff Highland. My name is Terry Measley reminding you to spend your vacation building. Oh, shut up. (laughs) I I like it. Thank you and be well.